It's another episode of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It's episode 53, and we got much to talk about. Uh, the boys and I went to AEW Dynamite here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're going to give you our feedback of what we observed uh, firsthand in the crowd and uh, give our highlights of the match matches that evening and then also this is my favorite type of show it is our prediction show to see who will become king booker for Woo! all out coming up this sunday september 5th and the boys and i will all be in attendance sitting in the same row observing the great great show so we're going to get our picks in for that but before we do let's get acclimated with the boys real quick over in glendale somebody who keeps it regal steve Grobschmidt. how are you grabby you are beautiful on the inside. You are innocence personified. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the best part was the uh, the hand gesture, how he was reaching through the screen. Well, he, it was it was awesome. It was perfect. Steve. That's because the I'm, I'm the Ayatollah of rock and roll law. Yeah, to our listeners who was awesome. can't see this, which is pretty much everybody, Steve makes every week great for the rest of us here at Keep the Kayfabe with the visuals. And I am wearing a Undisputed Ooh. Era, you know, never forget. They paid the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> yep. Soon to be vintage clothing. Yep. Let's go down ah. to Bayview real quick. Talk to somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed. Matt Michelson. What's up, Matt? How are you? And that is undisputed. <laughs> wow. Awesome. All right. Let's stay down in Bayview. There he is. There he is. Oh, my God. It's Charlie Michael. Ah. Boom. <laughs> Wow. Oh, cold, baby! <laughs> so keep, keep the theme going. I love the theme. Boom! Yeah, let's go with it. Not. So what's the deal? So Cole's, like, for sure gone? You think he has um, any chance of showing up at all out? I mean, it's not confirmed, but... He's a free He's a free agent. Yeah, I don't... The word is he hasn't signed anywhere yet. But if he is did he sign allowed, anywhere, he, he could be keeping sign? it... Well, I mean, they could be keeping it a secret. That's true, and it'd be it'd be interesting if he didn't have a ninety day. Or actually, I think the NXT he guys no, have a yeah, thirty day. No, it's free and clear. Yeah, it's, oh, really? once his contract once his contract's up, he can go anywhere. The, the ninety days is clear. only when you when they cut you. Well, yeah, and you so it's I remember free and clear when as of Friday. Yeah, so I remember when Alistair Black moved up to the main roster, and this was actually part of his deal. All NXT roster members have a thirty day no compete. Main roster is a 90-day, but Adam Cole's contract, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, expired back in July sometime. So yep. even if there was a 30-day no-compete, that's long gone now. No. So he truly yeah. could show up anytime, anywhere. 
Wow. Yeah, I just wonder what they're doing. Like, like if they're going to. Uh, I mean, there's no logic to blow all their elite, like big signing or you know big reveals all at the exact same time. I mean, um, it sounds like they're going to up Daniel Bryan's just because they're worried about the New York show and COVID and everything. So he might actually show up this weekend. But I just, yeah, I feel like if they did sign Adam Cole, they got the luxury of waiting a little bit just to stagger these out for ratings purposes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to give it to them week. all at once. Yeah. Yeah. It would be crazy though. If Brian did come out and then some uh, at all out and then, Adam Cole was there. I mean, there just wouldn't be enough energy in that room, especially with CM Punk uh, wrestling his first yeah. match back. I mean, the crowd would just be dead. I think they're going to stretch this out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, speaking of being dead, we saw a killer show this past Wednesday in Milwaukee, <laughs> AEW Dynamite. All four of us uh, got to uh, go. Steve and Charlie had the privilege to sit, I think, fourth row. Uh, ringside on the floor and uh, we're going to get to their uh, oh, yeah. feedback and get their experience because they got something truly special. I'm so happy for you boys. Uh, Matt and I sat um, kind of toward the back facing the ring. It was almost like just being in a movie theater seeing this all go down. You really didn't have to move your head. You just got to sit back and watch. There was uh, just two seats per row so me and Matt sat right next to each other his uh, fiance Becky and their friend sat behind us. So I mean, it was just real chill, real nice. But um, the show was uh was be amazing, very high energy. When we got in there, the merch line was a mile long, just like everything. So if you're going to an AEW Dynamite Rampage or a pay per view, any AEW show, folks, if you're listening, get to the merch line and just get it over with because the shit is going to be gone. Did you guys even attempt to get in the line or no? I did. I, um, by the time I got there, all the sizes were gone. I wasn't going back. Oh I, no! Look, I looked after the show. I'm glad I didn't. It would have been a waste of money. I'd have just, I'd have been soon buying something mm-hmm. just to buy it. I wasn't. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, we weren't. Glad. We weren't feeling that. You know, it was nice that they. I mean, it was a nice effort that they had the, because they were in the. For those that don't know, the Panther Arena, which is the basketball team for University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and their colors are black and yellow and they had like a yellow shirt for AEW but it was just it was just like this bright yellow shirt with their logo it wasn't anything special yeah my advice to our listeners out there if you're planning on attending an AEW show in the near future um maybe you can always check out prowrestlingtees.com. They've got great merch out there as well. And usually they put it out as soon as something big happens. You can definitely get merch at the show as well, which Mike and Charlie, you guys saw that firsthand a couple weeks ago at AEW Rampage, the first dance. Yeah, Yeah, I bet they'll have some cool stuff at All Out. Yeah, I just noticed this actually. When we went to rampage down in chicago they had a aw rampage or aw just shirt and it was red and white probably to go with the bulls but in milwaukee they just had a yellow and black so they're just kind of doing something just to kind of i don't know have something there to buy it wasn't anything special i think it's based on the arena because like yeah because like i have the aw one with the with the Chicago flag on it that I forgot I had. 
we we were treated to uh an AEW dark elevation uh program beforehand which was awesome i kind of like what they're doing there we get to see a bunch of matches while the crowd you know is in the merch line getting their beverages getting their food getting settled in AEW Dynamite started right on the dot at seven o'clock. The energy was hot. Tony Khan came out and, um, you know, gave his spiel and uh, thanked the fans to Laverne and Shirley, which is an old time show taking place in Milwaukee theme music. So, yeah, it made it really fun and special. But um, I want to hear about um, your guys' experience on the floor real quick. Uh, you guys thought you might have been on the ramp and they moved you just a little bit closer, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they put us fourth row. Yeah, we're supposed to be in the eighth row. I think they kept the rows down to six. So they put us fourth row camera side. was the best seats ever, dude. I've been to a lot of shows, and that was best. I think that was the best seat ever, dude. You can see everything there, man. And it's That's it's awesome. an experience. It's definitely an experience, man. Yeah, and especially – especially for uh, like elevation and some of those that were like a little more informal, like we got like wrestlers interacting with us and stuff. Yeah. I was joking on social media before because like I got a thumbs up and a wink from Thunderosa, which I was pretty excited about. But like at one point, Julia Hart was out there and we were chanting something and she made, yeah. like, a, she made like a little heart with her hands at us. And I think there were other interaction things like, Oh, Tony Schiavone. I, um, saw my Bobby Eaton shirt, shirt. And, and mouthed the words nice shirt, which was just awesome. Like stuff like that, that you don't, That's you know, amazing. Yeah. And Steve, there, you took uh, some really stunning pictures there too. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I, yeah, I just take a ton of pictures. <laughs> I try not to spend my whole time there on, in my, on my phone, but I, I just love to get like, try to get like some shots. I mean, it's insane. Like, it's just, I, I learned the power of social media because, you know, I posted all that stuff. Like you guys saw my dozen or so photos that I, I uh, took. And then like the one photo I took of uh, Malachi Black's entrance, he took the photo and tweeted it. And it was like, my Twitter just mm -hmm. blew up. It had like 4,000 likes and it was crazy. But uh, yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to post those on our social media so fans can see uh, some of those pics that you took. They were truly incredible. And I'm so happy for you, Steve, too, uh, because I know you kind of had like a little bit of a scare that you thought might have gotten uh, exposed to COVID or some sort. You were all oh, clear. I just, he I was just, all fine. Yeah, we, I just had a cold. Worried. Yep. Yeah, but it just sounded, you know, we're just you so never happy know. that, you know, y'all could go and, and you got to see that type of show. Charlie, you were ringside. Uh, best show uh, seats you ever said you sat in. And then, Matt, this was your first AEW show. What can you tell me about your first time uh, going to shows such as this with this promotion? Yeah, it was an amazing show. Um, I've been to WWE SmackDown many, many times. And personally, I'm a bigger fan of small shows. Um, there's a venue here in Milwaukee, Turner Hall, which is known to have hosted several NXT house shows that they've done in the past. And those have always been fantastic because even if you get the back row, you're maybe in the third row, right? Like everyone's ringside at those shows. Mm -hmm. so it's pretty amazing. Um, but with these big arena shows, they look amazing on TV. But when you attend in person, it really depends on where your seats are. Mike, I know you mentioned earlier, we had some pretty nice seats, kind of like sitting in a movie theater, watching it all unfold. Granted, we were kind of far back. We were in, I think, the 300 section, so kind of getting out there a little bit away from the ring. But it is nice that you get to see everything. 
you know, we saw John Moxley actually walk out just below where our seats were and kind of do a walk by. Um, it's amazing how WWE always is referred to as the land of the giants because you go to AEW shows and all these guys are cruiserweights at best. And then you see a guy like John Moxley walk out who just looks massive compared to a lot of the other wrestlers. So it was really interesting to see him in person, especially as close as we saw him. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really good show. I was really grateful that we were able to also witness the filming of AEW Rampage, which aired this past Friday. Um, and for those of you listening, if you haven't watched it yet, the opening match between the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express was just an awesome match. Totally worth going out of your way to go see. I was really thankful that we were there to see it in person. What a great match. Uh, five stars. And, uh, yeah, that was Charlie, so good. That um, Rampage uh, um, had a special guest come out and you guys got to sit real close to him. I touched his hand. Oh, that's the, this, yeah, this, tell me this, more this, about it. Like, what was it like? Just oh, being it's, around I mean, it. it was cool. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool that he came and sat right in front of us. You know, it's cool. I mean, it's just, it was just a cool experience, you know, being that close to, <laughs> was he into I, it? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, big Dude. time. He was standing up and he was freaking out. Yep. To, to Matt's point, that that match, like I cannot say enough how great that tag team match was. But Giannis was just so into it, like jumping out of his seat, like grabbing his hat, like he was super yeah. into it. And, yeah. and it was, I mean, it was such a great match that it was like I think you'd almost have to be dead inside oh, not to yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. There's no way you couldn't get into awesome. that match. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's into it. I mean, I don't know if you guys knew, but there's some clips out there, like, back, I think, last year, the year before last, they were, like, him and his brothers, some guys were goofing, and uh, Lopez brothers were goofing around, like, play wrestling before a game in the tunnel and stuff, so it's yeah. a thing that they had going, so I know they're fans of it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And and were the fans, like, you know, genuinely, like, super stoked and kind of, like, was anybody like out of hand when he came and sat down by you, or did you think something uh, was coming like that? No, I mean the security guard, the security guys around the ring were watching him, and um, he had a security guy. I think he had two security guys that were sitting behind us, you know, because they gave him that belt and shit. So, you know, they were kind of watching him, making sure nobody came up, and then um, they left before the last match of uh, Rampage. So, because he would have been mobbed if he wouldn't. Cool. Got out of there, dude. He he had to get out of there because I don't know if you saw the right. clip that's going around from when he was at the mall the other day. It was just mm-hmm. nuts. That was crazy. This dude's yeah. never gonna have a. He's never gonna have peace again, dude. No, that's kind no. of annoying. Yeah, yep. He's never gonna be able just to to go somewhere and not cause a cause a panic scene of people taking pictures and just freaking out over him. Yeah. I do wonder how much of his appearance at AEW Rampage was premeditated or orchestrated. Oh, I'm sure Tony Khan, just because. Oh, I'm sure they invited him out, dude. For sure, oh, yeah. they had to have, and because if you've watched AEW Rampage back on television, it, they just can't help but cut to him continually, and they're constantly talking about him, throwing out random facts, things like that. Um, and oh yeah. For those of us who were there live, there was clearly a moment where he was moved from within the crowd up to ringside. So I, I'm pretty sure, you know, maybe for AEW Dynamite, he had different seats, or maybe he didn't even show up until Rampage. I, don't, I bet he didn't. I bet he, he was, wasn't there until Rampage. He was He was in the back. I don't know. He was in the back because um, 
Jericho and the Bucks and stuff took pictures. Oh himself. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he was in a I'm sure he was in the back for Dynamite and then um they wanted him on TV for Rampage, which you know, because they had a cameraman positioned like right in front of him. But yeah, you know, yeah. so I haven't I haven't watched it, but my buddy sent sent me a couple shots from his TV. You can see I saw me in the in the yeah. back row, you know, through him. So Yeah, I yeah. saw us. Yeah, I saw us on a few of those. Yeah. So it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, those seats are just insane though, man. If, I can see why people rush to get front row. If you can get, if you can get ringside, dude, it's it's insane, dude. It's like yeah. the best because you're like right there, dude. I mean, you can see it all, dude. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to look at the monitor and stuff. You can or the screen. You can just look at the fucking ring mm-hmm. and see the shit going down. I also thought it was cool too. I was always wondering. Um, I would see guys bleed on on the shows. Then you know they come back and the fucking mats clean. I'm like. Oh, what yeah. kind of, I was like, what kind of solution do they use to get that rat mat clean? But you know, <laughs> they have they have mats on top of mats. You know, they just come out and take it off real quick. It was like it was crazy how fast they did it. They had time and they had time to spare. You know, yeah. So right. I, thought was, yes. I thought that was pretty cool. And I think during AEW Dynamite, we saw blood in both the first yeah. match and I think the last match too. Because I think watching it back. In the beginning of the match where Malachi Black takes on Brock Anderson, he yeah, just, he Malachi Black just unleashes a ton of punches all in a row. And there's a moment where Brock Anderson kind of falls down and yeah. he touches him right in the face. Yeah, and I don't think he was supposed to fall, yeah. No, I don't think he was either. So you guys got to see firsthand what it's like to get busted open when in pro wrestling. Yeah, so man, yeah that was pretty cool. Matt Hardy got pretty bloody. Yeah, because he planned it. Because we thought he hit him or something. But yeah, I went back and watched the show, and he landed on his fucking face, dude. Yeah. He broke his nose and stuff, dude. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, because yeah, his pretty, eye got all swollen. And like, yeah, he's you know. all he got all fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, quite the experience. And yeah, it was kind of like a pit crew. Those people just kind of swarm and yep. change right in between commercial breaks. It's a well-oiled machine, like we covered the last show. Uh, as Charlie explained, and you yep. know, it's just coming, humming right along. And you know what? The station uh, is coming up. The train's still rolling. Where are they now? Um, Texas, or where's the last stop before uh, All Out? Chicago, baby. Oh, it's Chicago. It's all Chicago next week. It's still Wednesday, Chicago. Friday. They're doing oh, Wednesday, it? Friday. It's all oh, Chicago. Damn. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, well, wow. The train is pulling into the station, baby. Choo, choo. All right. That's, the uh, that's one awesome. more. Well, sorry, one more thing I will add regarding the live shows. Um, so when we saw Dynamite last week, between com- or during commercial breaks, you know, typically th- these shows you keep the fans entertained in some way. And Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, would be in the ring, just kind of throwing out random lines, jokes, things like that. I definitely think there's room for improvement there. Um, if I have to compare this to something else, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been to a lot of SmackDown tapings. And they do a fantastic job of keeping the crowd either entertained yeah. or at least engaged in something during commercial breaks, whether it's playing yeah. WWE propaganda on the Titantron or just mm. having the ring announcer, you know, make announcements and just keep the crowd, you know, fired up, things like that. They do a fantastic job with that. I definitely think AEW's got their production down, 
But if they're going to make any piece of the show better, at least for the crowd to keep the crowd hot, it's got to be during those commercial breaks, finding ways to just keep fans excited, engaged, things like that. Because it just came across to me like Justin Roberts really didn't know what to do and was just kind of making jokes and saying things for the sake of doing it. That's funny. I can't speak to the SmackDown experience you had, but I went to a Raw at uh, Pfizer Forum yeah and i thought this was five times better like like raw just was shit it was like it just sits there her, yeah her just i remember i remember and i wish i could remember who it was but it was like a women's match but like basically there was someone in the ring and some other woman came charging down like she was going to confront her and she just came char- you know because we didn't hear the announcing but you see this woman charge to the ring and then she just stands there in the ring doing nothing and I'm like, what is going on? Oh, commercial break. And then the commercial break ends and she starts berating the woman and like stuff like that. Yeah. And then the, the WWE commercials is like, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it could just be my, you know, general enthusiasm about AEW, but I found it to be far less yeah. jar- jarring yeah, than yeah, that, raw, that raw. I thought the raw was shit. <laughs> like I don't know, honestly, it was like, but it was the only bad wrestling experience I've had in my life. Like live. Oh, yeah. And it was because, in large part, it was the it was because of all the commercial breaks. Well, I, I think also we can think all agree because they that all bad things come back to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so maybe SmackDown's yeah. got their shit together better with that. They probably do. It's like a two-hour show, so it's tighter yeah too. tighter. Yep, exactly. I think picture in picture helps too. It's funny. Mm. I cannot for the life of me when I'm watching wrestling, I can't watch pay attention. When it goes picture in picture, I can't yep, pay done. attention pass, to the wrestling. So uh, forward, but when you but when you're in the arena and it's picture in picture, you're just watching a match. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, you don't even know. Yep. So that's cool, yeah. True. Very true. Yeah, I remember remember going to that raw that you went to steve and the only highlight about it was it was my first time in the five serve form same here for like a sporting event i went to the killers concert the first concert that they were there for yeah nice. and that was awesome so i got to see the arena like sitting in the seat so yeah the highs and lows of live wrestling i mean on a scale of one to ten i thought this show you know was very high uh mm-hmm. nine I, it was a little exhausting because i mean we were cheering a lot there was a lot was a to cheer night. for CM Punk. Yeah. yeah, it was a long night. It's a lot of wrestling, and we're going to get a large dose of it coming up here at All Out down in Chicago at Hoffman, the States, uh, this September 5th, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. my gosh, boys. I cannot wait for this show. It is going to be an incredible show. We're going to run down the card here. We're going to make our picks, and uh, we're going to see who is King Booka. And the person who is leading is the guy hammering on his keyboard right now, Charlie Oops. Michael. And he is um, currently, I think you only have two losses to your name most of the time. But we're going to see if we can overthrow Charlie. Um, yeah, gonna be we'll throw in some stipulations as we go. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. And let's get it really complicated right off the bat here. Let's start with the 21-woman casino <laughs> battle royale. <laughs> it's for a future AEW Women's World Championship match. I'm not going to go over all 21 women, but I'm just going to. I don't even think they're all the announced yet. Participating. No, there's nine to be announced, but um, the ones that are that I'm seeing here on Wikipedia are Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Swole. Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hakuru Shida. 
Emmy Sakura and Jade Cardgill. Wow. So there are some uh, women in there that all could have a pretty nice little story. Not saying that they would take the AEW belt off of Britt Baker right away, but there are some tempting matchups there. So um, I don't know. I'll just go first. And I'm going to say this is Jade Cargill's time. Been trotting her out enough. They've been giving her these squash matches. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a squash battle royale. I love all the other women that are participating, but I think this is Jade's time. So I'm going to go with Jay Cargill. That's an interesting pick. I That name jumped out to me too, Mike. I don't think Jade's quite ready for a title match yet, though. Hell, definitely hell not ready no. for a title run. And I would even go as far as to say not ready for a title match. So I do nope. think she's going to probably eliminate a lot of people in this battle mm-hmm. royale. She'll have the most eliminations, I bet. For, yeah, she'll be like the cane of the uh, women's <laughs> you know, battle royale. So I think we're going to see some action from her, but um, I'm going to make two predictions actually on this one. I'm going to say the yeah. Joker, number 21, is going to be Ruby Riot, now known yeah. as Ruby Soho, because that just, yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think that this is a hard one to call because they haven't announced all the women yet. It would be interesting to see Ty Conti get a title match at this point. I don't know what the dynamic would be like with you know Britt Baker being this sort of in between a heel and a face roll versus Ty Conti. I, I'm not sure, but, but I'm going to go with Ty Conti because, Mike, I know you love her. Oh, making me jealous. I don't know what they're doing with Britt Baker because she's so over – but they haven't changed that she's this, this like smarmy heel because I mean Chris Statlander's a pure baby face and she's taking her on and like getting booed for it. Like it's such a weird dynamic right. they got going on with Brit. It's the most WWE thing right. they've done. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess All right, Steve, who are you picking? <sighs> this is really tough for me. I mean I kind of feel, uh, I mean, I could make arguments for Jade Cargill simply because they're pushing. I mean, they put her on that CM Punk show to showcase her because they knew they'd get monster ratings. So, I mean, they're putting a lot of time into her. I, but I, I'm going to stop short of picking her. You know, Ruby very well could show up and win it if they wanted to do that. And she'd have a hell of a match with Britt Baker. She probably wouldn't beat her, but she would have a hell of a match. I guess... I'm just going to be predictable, at least for those that know me. And I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker have had like epic matches and their feud is what put Britt Baker on the map. Why not go to that? Well, one more time. I agree. I I think either her or Serena Deeb, who I didn't hear her name mentioned, but that's the other, the only other one I could see being a smart pick in terms of booking. She was on the list that I mentioned, but I don't see why not why she would not be there. So is Serena Deeb hurt or um, like has she been on dark or whatever? Or like is yeah, she been... well, she had a knee injury I think for a while, but she's been out for some time. So I think it's just a matter of time before she returns. So we okay. might see her at all out, but there's still a lot of names to be announced. So yeah, Steve, I think you're right. I don't think Thunder Rosa is on the list, but I could easily see her being a good pick for this. Thunder Rosa is Serena oh, Deeb. Deeb. You, meant, you meant Deeb, right? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Deeb. Yep. All right. King Booker, Charlie, do you got an opinion on this one? What do you got for us, bud? Uh, Ruby Riot, wild card. Ruby Riot wins it. 
Nice. I like it. Wow. I, I'd be okay. A-OK with that outcome. I think I think that's how it's going to go down. Because no person from, um, yeah, anybody who, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's time to switch. There's never been a joker who's won the, uh, who's won the whole show, uh, who has won the match. match. I think this would be a good way to debut her and then to try to push her a little bit. Nice. Again, she's going to come out to a big pop and maybe that'll help um, Britt go over as a heel more. I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's um, – I'm just going to go with Ruby Riot or yeah. Ruby Soho. I like it. I like all that. I like all our awesome, picks. Charlie. That's what's cool about that. I mean, Battle Royals kind of suck, let's face it. But uh, it yeah. is kind of yeah. cool that it's not obvious who's going to win. Yeah, Cargill's a nice choice, right. but she's – after I, green as grass, quit, yeah, they need to quit putting those green people out there when they're not ready. Because that um, uh, what's her name, Red Velvet? She uh, mm. she should she should have not been on TV. She needs a lot. She needs to be on dark and uh, elevation for she, for the next year to get her skills really, up. She really effed up that finish. I mean, yeah, well, she messed up came. when she fucking jumped over and, and totally messed her on that. Was it the moon yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is Jamie Hayter gonna be in it? I mean, I don't think she's gonna win, but there's another one that'll probably yeah. they'll probably give her a number of eliminations because uh, yeah, yeah, they're they pushing her, and she's pretty good. And that'd be yeah, kind of can't. interesting too, just because that would put her up against Britt Baker, who's that's the one who soon. just brought her. Yeah, in. yeah, they won't yeah, do that. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of too soon because she's trying to build a stable up right yeah. now. So, yeah, you know, the other point about Jake Cargill that would make me nervous is that. If there's one knock on Britt Baker, it's she's not lights out in the ring. It is sort of dependent on her opponent, and I think that yeah. would, that might expose her right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's why Ruby would be a really good match for Drew her. Drew Ruby would bring out an awesome like match. In her. Like you said, her Thunder Rose is a good solid pick too. Oh so. yeah, yeah. But Anything the whole can thing, happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a matter. They say when that match is going to be. When the title match would be? Is it somewhere down the line? I don't think they said when. Okay. Yeah. It just says future AEW Women's World Championship match. I would I'm bet guessing it's within been... maybe two two weeks. It'll be on a dynamite. Bringing it to dynamite, I would say. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, move along. Well, I, I guess we should have reviewed the rules. We each get one mulligan, <laughs> and we also usually pick who gets to go last, so you can see who all of the guys pick first. So then you can offset their picks with your own pick. And right now, I think we're just going to make Charlie the guy who gets to go last because he is the two-time champ, and um, he deserves it. And uh, I hold the pencil right now. So how do you boys feel about that? I guess. It doesn't matter how you well, feel, you feel. About it. <laughs> Exactly. Gets as me every we, time. As we know, I've not really watched <laughs> wrestling before, so. Uh... Yep, first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Let's get to an easy one real quick. We got Kenny Omega with the great godlike Don Callis versus Christian Cage for the AEW World Championship. I think this is an easy one. We're gonna go with Kenny. Right? Everybody's going. Not much yeah, put debate. it this way: Is anybody not going with Kenny? <laughs> nope. Yep. Kenny Raise Omega. Your hand. Kenny. It'll be a hell of a match, yeah. though. I think they've earned that. I mean, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. There will be, be multiple. There will be multiple times in this match where you think Christian's going to win. Christian's going to win. Yeah. Yes. Keep you on the hook. Callus so would be will be great in this match. Oh, God, I love him so much. Um, oh. Honestly, what I love about AEW is that 
most people wanted to see Omega Hangman. And I think there was a little bit of, uh, with Christian, but they've done such a great job. And then that match they had a couple weeks ago yeah. was so good. Like I'm actually, okay. The, 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 the ending is foregone conclusion, but, but I'm how they looking, get there should it'll be, be a damn fun match. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So oh, kudos yeah. to them for making this like a, yeah. Yeah. Look at it this way. Christian has really earned his, uh, like his keep there as yeah. a, as a person who they're bringing in we never really got so excited about him he debuted at the uh uh battle royale and we were all like oh that's kind of crazy but since he's been there he's been on tv uh pretty much almost every week he's been nailing his promos he's been nailing his matches he's earned this match and honestly he's not like getting any younger mm-hmm. uh hey page is still a young star he's gonna have plenty of time I'm really glad that they're giving the ball to Christian and giving him a swan song uh, against a great wrestler like Kenny Omega. So, yes, it is going to be a stellar match. I love that he just keeps using the line every week, carny piece of shit. Yeah. Which got from the Milwaukee crowd like multiple times a piece of shit chant, which was great. And Pepto-Bismol. It was so good. Yeah, and I meant to ask you guys, I I didn't get to that part re-watching AEW Rampage, but could you hear the crowd clearly chanting Pepto-Bismol? Yes. Excellent. (laughs) Time Callus is a national treasure. (laughs) Truly is. The man you love to hate. Yes. All right, let's get to a match that I am extremely excited about and could be one of the dark horses of match of the night. It won't be, but I'm very excited about it. It's Puck versus Andrade oh. and El Idolo with Chavo Guerrero Jr. singles match. It's not for a title. This is just for, you know, they've been building this story for about a month between Death Triangle and Andrade and these other guys. I mean, it's been going back and forth, but these guys both can go. And now they have a chance to really show it. They're not paired up with a big star. We've seen Pac go up against Kenny. Uh, but these are guys that are going on their own. And I know they're there, that they're going to deliver. Um, I've been going first uh, so far. Does anybody want to kick the ball off with this pick? Andrade is going to win. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to go with Andrade. He, he's yeah. got to win at this point. If he doesn't win, yeah. he's toast. Yeah, they got yeah, yep. it. Yeah. It might be a screw job when but he's gonna he's gotta he's gonna win they have to give him some uh something i've also heard rumors that uh i don't know if you guys remember but a couple weeks ago on dynamite he gave Pac a stack of papers about that's the stim the stipulation for the match there's rumors going around that those papers contain some clauses that if andrade wins he gets penta and phoenix <laughs> for himself oh, damn. so I, I don't know if that's the case. That could just be rumors. It really could be anything, but we'll hopefully we'll find out. There's a lot of rumors flying around the wrestling world right now. We got to cipher through this fake news. Uh, Steve, what do you have, man? Well, as much as I'd like to agree with Charlie and Matt, um, I'm going to agree with Charlie and Matt and say ah. that Andrade is going to win. I the match is. I mean. It very well could like if you ask me right now, I think it's going to be the match of the night. I think it's going to be just hard hitting and amazing. Oh, come and, on, dude! Um, it's going to be better than the Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Yeah, damn it! Okay, come on, ahead of come on, bro. Okay, right. first true. Right. First We're time, first time watching props. AEW. Props. Huh? <laughs> oh my God, here we go. 
All right, there's, there's, this is enough <laughs> shit right there. Um, anyway, Andrade's yeah. gonna win. It's gonna be an amazing match. Uh, it should be. This should be good. Hopefully, hopefully he'll go over and hopefully he'll get over in this I think match. He, I, and I think he will. Yeah, we'll get we'll get. This is awesome. We'll get fight forever. I'm actually gonna try uh, to go a different route from you boys. I love Andrade <laughs> in this match. But I don't I think they're gonna. I don't think he's gonna win. I think Pac is gonna just to give him more of a heel ish. I think everybody wants to see Andrade do well, and Pac's been there. And but Pac is fucking tough. He is killing Pac, it right now. Pac so did beat Kenny Pac Omega could, at the last All Out in Chicago, and that, and that helped get Pac sure over. That. So now, so now he's got to help get over Andrade. Yep. Maybe Nate will come out with his uh, future or son-in-law. You never Ooh. know. He was, he was at the NWA show. Yep. Hey, you can't agree with – you can't be the king booker if you go with the crowd. So That's I'm true. I'm going for the title. But, I got to play – I got to – I'm high risk but, equals high reward. Yep. But you want to get – but you want to get the easy matches, bro. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this this is easy. Charlie, this, Charlie, this, anything, this can easy. Happen, anything can happen when the bell rings. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anybody, anything can happen. Whoever has a pencil and the eraser. We're going to talk about Darby Allen and uh, and CM Punk soon, which is something that Matt yep. predicted or Mike predicted. Well, let's 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 just go back in the time machine for a quick second. <laughs> uh, remember Anthony Anthony Gogo oh, and uh, thought, Cody yep. Rhodes? Yeah, I that thought, was a pretty yep. easy match. I don't want to talk yeah. about that one. True, I missed that one, but I remember I'm still, I'm still the champ though, so you you, you can you miss a couple. But you're not missing easy ones like that. Hey. If 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 Cody did the right thing, a gogo should have went over. <laughs> yeah, hey, but like I said once, once oh, said, but it, but a gogo hasn't been on TV in a while, so I think he got hurt or he had eye surgery yeah. or something. Yeah, so um, maybe that's but why. I, yeah, but I did think I did say it before. You know, of all the times we ragged on uh, Cody not went losing, um, that just made moments like uh, Malachi Black beating him all the more monumental. Through that. Yep. All right, let's go to the bathroom match real quick. It's Paul White <laughs> versus Marshall with Aaron Solo and Nick Comorado. I like both of these guys, but honestly, we're going to be cheering so much. They inserted this match for people to get up, take a piss, get something It'll be to short. Eat, calm down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be, be anything crazy. Bell to bell, yeah. it'll be under five minutes. You're right. So this is a come down match. Um, I'm gonna go with Paul White to win over QT. Um, I'm just going with Babyface over this uh, QT Marshall. I mean, does anybody like QT Marshall on this show? Does, does anybody, anybody what? Like QT Marshall? I do. I think I actually I like think him. he's I actually yeah, think he's like doing him. a good job as a yeah. heel. Yeah. yeah, he's won me over yeah. a little. Yeah, I like him. All right. I awesome. could not give any Which less I'm... of a shit about yeah. Marshall yeah, or this match. Yeah. I really like. I, I don't blame you. Of of the whole all out card. So admittedly, when they first hinted at Paul White coming out and maybe having a match at all out, I was pretty excited. Um, but then when I realized it was going to be against QT Marshall, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's Damn like it. well, who can Damn we it. pick as the least exciting person for Paul White to wrestle? Well. And, 
It's far away. <laughs> I do like his music still has that will. <laughs> yeah. I feel change. like they ha- they hold it even longer too yeah. in this version. It's so great. Um, I think this match is pretty inoffensive. Like you know, if they're gonna yeah, do a can, Paul yeah, White you, match, it's yeah, you gotta have yeah, you can't you gotta have highs and lows in a card. It'll make you chuckle. Like, and I think that's probably the best you can hope for. I'm gonna I go. Assume- so I'm go just going to say I'm going to make my prediction. I'm going to go with Paul White wins, and at some point in the match, for extra credit, he's going to do a Tope Suicida. Whoa. Wow. Because it's AEW, and he knows what needs to be done. <laughs> I think, yeah, Paul White, yeah. I, 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 you know, if they ever did want to have QT finally get his big win, this would be it, but I just they're gonna. This will be the feel good moment. Have the legend beat him. All right. So now this will probably be match of the night, and what everybody um, I we, will I thought, get back in their seats for. I we already I established. It, I, that, I thought it yeah. was. I thought that was the Andrade match, dude. You just watch. You just wait, dude. They're all gonna be match of the night. It's all out. Yeah, that's true. It's all out. All I was saying was. This will probably be match of the night. The Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the current tag champs versus the Lucha Bros, Penta El Zero Medo, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes. I think that's how you say his name. The translator. I believe that's In a steel cage for the tag team championships. All right. So these tag teams have had a history forever. These Mm. two tag teams are the best in the biz for a while now and they both owe their careers to one another i want to say they've all busted their ass they're they've all busted their ass they paid their dues the young bucks have been holding the title for a long time the lucha bros deserve it they've been there since the start just like the young bucks so if it's now or never for them and i think it's now for the lucha bros so i'm gonna go lucha bros with the victory over young bucks new chance yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one, Mike. I think it's time for the Lucha Bros. They, they've been great forever, ever since joining AEW especially. So I think it's about that time that they win the titles. I, I'm also really excited about this match in general. It's only the second steel cage match in AEW history, which is just crazy to think of. Mm. Um, and it's in a tag team setting. And you've got two of the best high flyer tag teams in the world in a cage. This is going to be... This well, very well could well, be match of the night just... and one of the best matches of the year. <laughs> and I'm thinking well, back to Steve last think so. all out. <laughs> I'm think I was thinking back to okay. last all out. It was like a ladder table match or yes. something like that. Now they're up so in the ante, so they keep getting bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, they're gonna be pulling out all the stops. And yeah, it... quick little trivia: I know who the first steel cage match was. Cody versus and my boy, boy. Wardlow. Yep. Word dog. Awesome. Word doggy. All right, Steve, who do you think? Um, I'm going Lucha Bros because, man, I like the Young Bucks, I got to give them all the credit in the world. I am, you know, a pretty smart wrestling fan, despite what Charlie might tell you. And um, <laughs> I tend to really like the heels. But by God, I hate the Young Bucks because they're so good at what they do as being heels. Like, I just find them mm-hmm. despicable and I, I so i mean but i do legitimately think they're gonna lose i think i think they're gonna lose kenny's gonna win and then you know that, that way that kind of splits even there but i don't think both are gonna come out with the titles 
Okay. Charlie. Oh, well, you guys are wrong again. I think they're going to stretch this angle out a little bit longer. They lose it in, in the what's it, November pay-per-view. I got the Young Bucks uh, holding on to them a little bit longer because they have a okay. good thing going right. They have a good thing going right now, and I don't think they're ready to break it up just yet. Only fair. My, I would tend I could, to agree. I could with be you wrong, but I think they might go over one more time just the to only... keep just to keep this going a little bit longer. The only thing that's weird about this is they've done nothing to kind of, you know, like obviously the Bucks, Lucha Bros don't need a whole lot of buildup because they're just, you know, they're going to put together oh. like an all-time great match. Oh, but yeah. it is it is kind of out of nowhere. I, I, like, I was half yep. convinced the uh, Jurassic Express was going to win because they So did I. Yep, so did I, which was cool. Is, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, but which is a like, swerve. That's it, why I think they're going to hold on to it a little bit longer, and I think they'll eventually they'll lose them to the jungle or uh, – the Lucha, Lucha, not Lucha, um, Jurassic Express, I think, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good call. Is Yeah. I think it's going to question, a little Charlie bit longer. Gonna, yeah, and I could totally see them stretching it out, but I'm thinking, okay, the Lucha Bros, like, if not them, then who? But then you mentioned Jurassic Express. Yeah, because you figure the next pay-per-view is in November, I believe. So mm-hmm. it's only two months, stretch it out a little bit longer. You know, and they kind of – they go into the New Year's oh, champs. I mean, yeah, man. It's just my call. It's, just, it's a it's a hell of a. It could, it could go either way. It's just yeah. my forty year forty plus years of watching wrestling and booking, and I don't know. I feel like that was a dig. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a dig. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But that could be wrong because I mean, all signs point Lucha Bros, but something in me tells me that. They might stretch it out a little bit I longer. You, I wouldn't put money on it either way. Yep. I think well, the nice thing I, about this is this is going to be the first time that all of the Keep the Cafe boys are going to be together watching these matches go yes. down in the same room. So if Charlie loses, we're just going to mob him. Lucha Bros, Mexicans. I might, I might try to get into the cage and, and influence the outcome. Yeah. I feel like we need a piece of poster board, like a sign in the crowd that has our predictions for each match on it, and then we just mark with an X who has which pick. So, and then we just hold it up for the wrestlers, oh, like, okay, who do you really want to see win this pool? Nice. Well, Wolger's going to have to wait and see. That is, I mean, it's so hard to tell, um, but it's going to be the best. It'll be the second it's best be match the best. of the night. Oh, totally. That. That Andrade oh. one's gonna tear the house down. Oh, you have you have no idea. <laughs> My fucking god! All right, let's go to the match that everybody is buying the pay per view for: CM Punk versus Darby Allen, and Darby Allen will be out there with Sting. Now you got a white hot baby face in Darby Allen. You got a white hot CM Punk coming out of retirement. How is this gonna go down? Does anybody got any predictions? I have no idea what to expect in this actual match itself, but I do think CM Punk's going to win. Yep. I can't tell you how. I don't know how Sting's going to get involved. Somehow they're going to make it work, but I really have no idea how. Yeah, I agree. I think CM Punk wins. They shake hands after the match. Yeah. Beyond, beyond that, I have no idea how it's actually going to go down. Sting, I mean, Sting normally gets involved, but is like somebody going to, you know, usually he gets involved when somebody's cheating or doing underhanded things. 
but Punk's by him. He'll just be there watching. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Darby will, Darby will do him the favor. I think something is going to be brought out that is going to be very painful, and Darby is going to take it, putting him over. CM Punk is going to win. Honestly, if you have CM Punk lose in Chicago, that's like slapping the Pope in the face at the Vatican. That's like so. Yeah, that's like having Vince McMahon kiss, or that's uh, like having Jim McRoss kiss Vince McMahon's ass in Oklahoma. It's like that's just being an asshole. <laughs> True, but that did happen. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be insane, though. It is going to be awesome to see Punk in his gear. I mean, wow, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, something to witness for sure. So I'm excited for that one. So we're all in agreement. Punk's going to win over Darby. We love you, Darby, but so sorry. All right. Let's move along here. Chris Jericho versus MJF Uh. in a singles match. And if Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition in AEW. Wow. So that is a big uh, stipulation. It is against MJF, and MJF has been winning a lot against Jericho, which makes you think Jericho should come back and win this match. But I'm not going to pick Chris Jericho. I'm going to pick MJF. I think Chris Jericho is going to take a break, and I think he'll come back and wrestle. He'll come out of retirement. I don't think it really is that much. But I'm going to go with MJF with the win at this uh, juncture. Oh man, this is a tough one. I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think about that stipulation though, and I don't think that's something AEW takes lightly. Because you think about Cody yep. competing yep. in that match with MJF, and if he lost, he could never wrestle for the AEW title, and he has not done that in a couple of years, and True. doesn't show any and sign of doing it. SCU so. broke up, right? And yeah. SCU broke up when they had their tag match. So yep. So okay. I, I mean, if Jericho loses this. He's done wrestling in AEW, at least in my opinion. So he's got the gig though on Rampage, and he even mentioned that in his promo this past week on Dynamite. So this one honestly might be the hardest one to call in the whole show because you got Jericho's ego at play too, where he may just end up winning just because he can keep wrestling and he comes out as the winner, I guess, overall in this feud. But yeah, I don't know. I. I'm going to pass right now because I want to hear the wisdom Uh, of Charlie and Steve on this one. I didn't didn't realize we could pass, but I'll uh, I'll go. (laughs) I'll go. Yeah, I I love this because normally, like, like I I didn't realize the stipulation, but this weekend Charlie said something about, oh, the NWA title, that was predictable. I didn't realize that Trevor Murdoch would, like, had, like, the whole, like, like he'd retire or oh, whatever, yeah. and that yeah, that kind of made that kind of made it a foregone conclusion. In this case, because Jericho's fifty, because he's got that pot, you know, he might be going off on a tour. He's also got the announcing gig. It's not like it's this isn't one of those stipulations that makes the outcome predictable. I think there's still question on it, and I just think I I don't know. I don't see it. Sir, this this has gone back and forth, back and forth. I feel like if Jericho wins, it just kind of makes the whole feud feel like it's kind of ended even. I think I think they have to double down on on MJF winning, and I think MJF's going to beat him. Jericho will be done for the foreseeable future, and it cements Jericho. The, the, you know, yeah, MJF he ended 
Cody's title aspirations. He broke up SCU. He ends Jericho's in ring. I mean, it just cements him as the like the number one heel in all of wrestling. So I, I think I, th- I think MGF's gonna win. Oh, you guys are all wrong, man. No, no, not, <laughs> not this time. It's not this Jer- time, Charlie. Jericho's winning, dude. It's just, no. it's just too perfect, too perfectly set up. Jericho's not quitting anytime soon. Um, yeah, he's 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 still going, dude. Yeah, he's not gonna, he's not he's not gonna quit wrestling to do a one-hour show a week. He he. He's got too much ego, and he still thinks he can go because he's still wrestling like he's the the two hundred pound Jericho back in WCW, and he does he hasn't changed his style. He's he's um he's putting himself over. Yeah, so, so a little bit longer. So Steve, you made a really compelling argument, I think, as to why MJF should win this match, but. Charlie makes some really obvious points, so I'm actually going to go with Charlie on this one, and I'm going to pick Chris Jericho to win this too because ultimately, I think I don't see this being Jericho's last match. I, yeah. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel quite right, so it can't be. So and here and he already threw he already threw you the swerve when he lost the last match. So the buildup is for him to win at the pay-per-view because he already lost. Because remember, everybody's going like, why Why are they wrestling on TV? Blah, blah, blah. Because everybody got that was a foregone conclusion. But the right. conclusion's Sunday. Yeah, so that's why he did. they did what they did. Also, let's look at the current state of the inner circle. It looks like LAX is kind of doing their own thing with Conan. It looks like Sammy Guevara is uh, taking with this new guy, this... Uh, Fuego del something. Yeah, it does uh, feel like the inner circle. It does feel like the inner circle's broken up already. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you and think honestly, about it, so what is what is the other? Yeah, click done. So I mean, it's just I think it's, just it's taking, weird. Yeah, it's taking a break. They'll come back to it eventually. It's just it's just they had to do it for that for that match, and like they're taking a break. They'll they're they're all coming back at some point. But yeah, it's just. The highs and lows. They don't do it like the Horsemen did it every week. Like every week, the Horsemen would come out and do their interview. You know, they're not sticking to the whole stable, sticking together kind of thing like the NWA and the old ways of doing it. But I think they're still together. They're just um, not on TV. Yeah, he's just doing this one-off thing to battle with um, MJF. He already swerved us. He ain't swerving us twice. I'll tell you what. I think I'm still sticking with MJF because it would raise his stock for the ultimate heel. But I also only think Jericho really wants to hear his theme music and people sing to it. And I think that's good enough for his eagle. Plus the honey-baked ham is just getting (laughs) plumper and plumper. I don't think he wants to wrestle. And then he'll set himself up for a comeback against CM Punk in a year. Okay. So he... MJF, let's say your scenario, MJF wins, he's the top heel. So who, so the top heel should be fighting the top baby face for the title. There are no baby faces with titles in AEW right now. It's all heels. So, um, well, that'll just, it's, just, it's, just it's bide not, time. It's he's not gonna, set up for him yet. It's going to bide time for when Hangman wins the title and by the next pay-per-view. 
Um, Mike? Yeah. Can I use my mulligan right now? Okay. Yes. I'm going to use my mulligan to say that Andrade and Pac will be the second best match, not the first best match. Okay. Very good. So you're sticking with me. I'm uh, sticking MJF. with MJF. I am. That's a good call. That's okay. a it's a good it's a good call. I can see your point, but I just I just we've all we'll we've see. all seen Jericho. We all know Jericho. It's just he ain't done yet, dude. Ric Flair wants to wrestle still, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. In my seats, I wore the MJF Burberry scarf, and during MJF's promo, I stood up and held the scarf out like they do in like England for the big yeah. Premier soccer matches, and showed it to the crowd and got major heat nice. around uh, the surrounding section. And I plan on fully doing that all out as well. So I'm I just, just I just seriously pointed my chin down, kind of tucked my head a little bit, exactly. like oh, this guy, <laughs> yeah. and carried on. Yeah, I might go to the rest. I might go to the restroom for the beginning of that match. Then that's that's your that's your game plan. Uh, you <laughs> I'll, know, I'll do Mike, a, I'll do Mike, a t I'll do a t shirt t shirt run. Mike <laughs> Mike knows a winner when he sees one, and that winner is going to be MJF. That's true. Word up. Word up. Yep. All right. Well, let's move along. We spent a lot of time on that one, but it is really going to fun to see how that uh, plays out. So let's go uh, talk to the good doctor, Dr. Britt Baker, <laughs> DME, current champ with Rebel, versus Chris Stadlander, the Cosmic Girl, for the singles match AEW Women's World Championship. This is going to be a thriller. I love yep. Chris Statlander, but it's not time to take the belt off of Britt yet. Yeah, but so, yeah. Chris a is going to get now, over. It's going to be awesome. Story. Through that, yep. yeah, I agree, so I'm Mike. Going with Britt. Yeah, I'm going with Britt Baker as well for yeah, all the reasons is, you just said. Is this? A, yeah. yeah, this is another one like the world title match, where it's like, does anybody not think Britt Baker is going to uh, win? Because it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, but yeah, I think they're just this will be a good match for Statlander and then eventually down the road she'll uh maybe next year she'll get it you know we'll yep. see she's definitely like over the, but yeah it's like the rhea ripley where rhea ripley was like people are starting to take notice of her and her athleticism and her all the talents that she has she'll get her time it's just yeah. not right now i think that's a good comparison oh yeah it's a great definitely. comparison all right, so let's uh, move along here. We got John Moxley versus Santa Satoshi Kojima for the singles. Uh, it's just a singles match. It's not for any belt. It's uh, they just announced this one, I believe, at uh, Dynamite, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, they just built. They just announced it. Yep. Yeah, John Moxley came on and talked a little bit about who this guy is. So supposedly he's a legend in. I don't know if it's all Japan pro wrestling or new Japan pro wrestling, but regardless, he was really big in the nineties for my understanding. So this will be a really interesting match. John Moxley, whenever he wrestles someone from Japan, new Japan, whatever the Federation is over there, it's always a fantastic match. It brings out a different side of John Moxley. So I'm really excited for this match. Now, if I had to pick a winner, um, I would have to say, Oh, this is going to be a tough one. I, I feel like I'm going to go with John Moxley and he's going to win by some vicious heelish tactics. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to go John Moxley just because I 
and don't even know anything about this other guy and um i'm just playing uh the hometown favorite and everybody's favorite so i'm just playing the odds i'm going john moxley yeah i don't know who you guys are talking about me i'm picking john moxley <laughs> um yeah i don't know john moxley's at a weird point with me and maybe that maybe he's just such a big he's so over they don't really need to do much with him but he just feels a little directionless now and this match isn't going to change that i don't know what they're doing with him other than he sure seems like he's more suited to be a heel at this point um but i don't know yeah i think he wins this match and where he goes from here i just don't know yeah no that's a really good point steve that's partly why i'm thinking we start to see more outright heelish tactics from john moxley because like you said, at this point, he's starting to feel a little stale. So I think a heel turns in order. And we've started seeing more fiery promos from him. He just had a kid, so he's not getting sleep. So he could channel that in his character. Yeah, yeah true. I was actually just about to say that. It'd be so cool if he could have worked that in his promos. Like, I'm real pissed off. Renee won't let me smoke cigarettes in the house anymore with the kid around. I ain't sleep in five days. And I got <laughs> a lot of pissed off energy to take off. You know, that would be that'd be fun. That was That's a very a spot on shoot. John Moxley, by the way. Oh perfect. I thought he I thought he I thought I thought she had him call in for a second. He did. <laughs> so Charlie, who do you have in this one? Are you uh, going with John Mox- Moxley or the other guy? Yeah, it's Moxley, dude. It's not even it's not even a debate, dude. It's it's not even a tough call. You've watched he a knows. lot of wrestling. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's not losing that. He's not losing a, a new uh, Japan guy over here. Over there, maybe he'll do the services, right. but he's not doing it over here. Right? No way, no yeah, how. I think this is. I think. I think this is an easy one, but good for them. Hopefully, it gets them a little bit more uh, 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 pay-per-view buys from our friends overseas in Japan for those fans. So it's all good business. So, the 10th match on the card and our final match of the prediction show is Miro, the current champion, mm. uh, TNT champion, versus Eddie Kingston. And, I don't know. Eddie, he's... I, I, I just don't... I think he's going to be one of those Rowdy Roddy Piper guys. A guy that's never going to hold gold. And I told that to Matt when I was... Uh, when we were watching the show together and then they say, Hey, here's a title shot for Eddie. And now I'm like, fuck, now I got to put my money where my mouth is. So I, I have to pick Miro. Um, I, I'm just, I just see, uh, Miro demolishing him. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about Eddie nowadays. What are you guys feeling? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And yeah, I remember when we were at dynamite, you had mentioned that. At the same time, I'm starting to think Eddie is kind of in the same boat as John Moxley, where they've got a kind of a cool thing going, but they need they need some direction, right? And that confrontation we saw this past week between Miro and Eddie Kingston was pretty believable. It got me excited for the match. I personally, I'd love to see Eddie Kingston win, but I also don't know if I see Miro dropping the title to him at this point. So I think I'm going to go with Miro, but I. It's purely just because I can't really make a decision on this one. Steve? Yeah, this seems like, you know, like Miro just seems the obvious choice. And yet, why, you know, at some, 
there's got to be a, like one upset on the card or something. And maybe they just Miro dominates 99% of the match. And then like, there's some fluke thing and Kingston wins it. And then Miro goes on a rampage for a long time, taking out everybody. But I just, I don't know. They're doing so every, they're doing everything right right now with Miro and they're, and, and again, Kingston's starting to border on that sort of directionless thing like Moxley. So I don't know. I, I, I got to go Miro. All righty. Charlie. All right. Here's my swerve of the show. Yes. King, Kingston wins. I like it. I say Kingston wins. Oh, I, heard, I heard this theory too, though. Kingston wins. They'll 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 uh, run it back at some point soon, um, and Lana will help him win. That's when Lana <laughs> makes her debut to give him that edge. Yep, because he always he's always talking about his hot wife. So something's coming with her. Great like call. It. I love that call actually. I yeah, I'm not gonna change my pick, but I'd be certainly happy if you're right. But I think yeah, I think like you just like you said, Kingston needs it. Yeah, there has there has to like you said, there has to be some kind of title change on here. If not, it's just a stale show because we know. True. I mean, I mean, in all reality, the 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 title change could probably be the be the tag team. It's either the tag team ones or this title is gonna change. And I'm just. Thinking that this one will change, they could flip it back real quick. Um, but I think it'd be good for Eddie. He needs it. It'll help Miro. You know, admit. You know, I don't know. But in reality, he. I'm, I, I'm just. I'm just grabbing for straws. I just want to try something different. But I think. I think he's gonna drop it. I think it's. I think he's gonna drop it and get it back eventually soon. Charlie, I'm going to cash in my mulligan and I'm going to go with you because I don't need to crush the current champion. I just need to beat him and I'm going to beat you with MJF and uh, the Lucha Bros. So I'm just going to stay in par with you on this Eddie Kingston and Miro match. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm cashing in. I'm going with Eddie Kingston. I like it. Are you, are you like when they cash in the money in the bank? Are you like gesticulating wildly to the referee that you're cashing it in? And yep. <laughs> ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I'd love that for that to happen because Eddie needs it. Miro yeah. does not need a title to be dominant. They're doing such a great job with him. I still find it hard yeah. to think. Imagine him losing. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, you guys no, remember? Yeah. When Baszler was like red hot in NXT, and I think she finally her title shot. I think it was Ember Moon and kicked her ass. But then Ember Moon did this like she had uh, Baszler had her in a finishing move, and she like flipped it into a pin, and then like got the fluke victory. And Baszler still looked badass, but she like just dropped the ball once. I mean, Rusev could do something where he's doing his like redeemer or whatever it is, and Kingsley. Kingston fin- flips it over into a fluke pinfall. They could do something where where he like loses ninety nine percent of the match, but still pulls off the fluke win. Man, man, I feel like this is my first time watching wrestling the way you guys pitch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we all locked in with our picks? Sure. All right, it's settled. Um, well, just gonna. Uh, put these picks 
on hold for a bit until we get to see them all play out live this Sunday at Hoffman Estates, Schaumburg, Illinois, for All Out. It is the best show. Uh, this will be my third time going to it. Um, and I don't ever want to miss it for the rest of my life. And I'm just so stoked to uh, see it with my boys. And it's pretty amazing to think about. Yeah, like during COVID that we're we're all going to be seeing a show together. And we've been doing this show for a long time. And yeah, now we've got... I mean, it's kept this together for a year, talking wrestling, staying in tune. And now we get to see this killer show all together. It's going to be amazing. So, uh, Charlie, did you have big news to share real quick? Oh, no? shit. Yeah. Well, I just saw this. I must. I didn't listen, I didn't listen to all of Busted Open today. Well, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Before you jump into that, I think it's important that we <laughs> set this up right. So, without further ado, it's now time for Charlie's Corner. Charlie, what's going on? Wow. Yeah, well, this is non-WWE related, but I <laughs> I listened to parts of Busted Open today and not all of it. But um, CM Punk's going to be on Busted Open tomorrow. Wow. Oh, wow. That's that's, that's big, a first. Dude. That's worth that's a turn this corner. That's fucking big, dude. Yeah, that's... I'll be... Damn, I got, let me say I had meetings all morning, too, so I'll have to catch it. I'll probably have to kiss it, catch it when I can, but yeah, I got meetings, but hopefully it'll come on between that's 10 and 11. Cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, what yeah, time is Busted Open normally no, air? Busted Open. From 8 to 11. Okay. I may have to tune in live oh, so for that So it's a live one. show? Yeah, it yeah, is. it's on Sirius it's XM. It's, it's, a, it's on Sirius XM. Oh, okay. I always thought it was a podcast, so okay. Oh, uh, they they eventually drop, they drop it as a podcast later, like each episode, but oh. yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I'm not a listener, but that will take me to that for sure. And with all that, this has been Charlie's Corner. Awesome. Thank you for that bit of news. So uh, tune in to Busted Open. And uh, speaking of Busted, uh, we're going to promo of the week this week. This comes oh, from a good friend wait. who's a local a local uh, uh, here in Milwaukee. It's Kevin Lipke. Yeah. Uh, I'm in high school with this kid. He's from Hales nice. Corners. Oh, friend of the um, channel. We're going to be... We're going to be talking to Dr. D, David Schultz, and he is uh, going to be doing a promo. Yeah, he did a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, uh, he did. This is going to be a fun one. So, Kevin, I don't know where your head's at, buddy, but thanks for sending us this uh, David Schultz promo. So let's take a listen. used to be tag team partner of Eddie Mansfield, a wrestler who's just told us how every match is fake. I ask Schultz questions that I assume all wrestlers have been asked dozens of times. What? Is this a good business? Yeah, it's a good business. I wouldn't be in it if it wasn't. Why is it a good business? Because only the tough survive. That's the reason you ain't in it. And this punk holding the camera reading he ain't in it. Reading these rednecks out here ain't in it because it's a tough business. That's terrific. What? Is that all you got? Well, I'll ask you the standard question. You know? Standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? What a memorable moment in wrestling history when old Dr. D slapped the reporter right across the face. They made a Dark John Side Stassa. of the Ring episode. That was a that. big deal, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid live. Yeah, same here. Really? Tell me oh, about yeah. it. What, what were you thinking? Were, were you like, holy shit? We're just exposing. Like, well, uh, he just did an expose on uh, busting up pro wrestling how it was fake and predetermined it was, yeah. it was really good yeah dr. dr d was not taking lightly taking that very no 
No, he kept. Uh, it, that's when the business was very secretive, and dude, there was no. And he, he, if you knew Doctor D, he was the wrong fucking guy to fuck with. You could yeah. pick anybody else. <laughs> he was the meanest fucking heel around, dude. He was not a guy to fuck with. You could just, he just look. You know, you could just see a guy and not fuck with them, he was that type of guy. Yeah. You just knew, don't even, you knew it was, don't fuck, he's the wrong guy. To, that's why Vince sent him out to, that's why Vince sent him out to, to talk to Stasso. You know, oh, you can talk to him, because he knew <laughs> Vince, he, he knew Vince knew he would rough him up. He'd set him straight. Yeah, if you guys have time, go back and watch that whole, I'm sure it's on YouTube, watch that whole little 2020 clip, and also I can't remember the show if it's on there, but um, I think it was called the Secrets of Pro Wrestling or something from the eighties. Yeah, and that's why that's why yeah. I learned about how how they played and everything else, dude. It, it broke down all the secrets of of everything, how yeah. everything from pro wrestling. Huh. Yeah, the timekeepers would like call like the master, like hold, like send a signal to the ref, and yeah, I think that was in the nineties. I want to say because I remember seeing that back in uh, my childhood too. Or maybe it was a rebroadcast. I'm no. not sure. Yeah, no, it was the original. It was in the 80s. I was a kid, dude. Oh, really? There was okay. I'll have to go find that then. That's awesome. Cool. Well, you know what Stossel wasn't doing? Yeah, it was he 87, was I believe. Staying. What was he not doing? What? Stossel? Yeah, tell I us. I think he. I think. I think he forgot uh, the three things uh, to stay hungry humble you gotta stay hard for sure the for really? sure joe triple h triple Jesus h Jerry, sorry get with the program. I, was, I, I found the video it's from 1987 it's on youtube it's from 1987 all right we'll have to post that link and uh yeah speaking of links follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, and also you can find us on YouTube, like and subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H. Woo! Woo! Choo choo!